and gentlemen, welcome back to Course Grind Podcast, Sean Rossler, you know how we do, episode 202, are you kidding me? Uh, I'm really getting into the mathematical limits of where my brain operates into, but you know, 202 episodes with you as always, host creator, how is everyone doing this fine, fine, beautiful day? We are back, and back once again for another shot of culinary brilliance by way of a new and exciting guest, and... Today, it's not just about a random assignment. No, 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 no. Today is about connecting a familial bond, one between sisters who are talented in and of their own rights. Only just the one has been on the show before, while the other was back in Ireland making cookies. And while that may sound like a slight, making light of their contributions on being serious, she makes cookies and damn amazing ones. A former guest sister was back in Ireland making cookies and dare I add killing it. So, if I may, tonight's guest has always held baking as one of her greatest passions, and nothing, nothing brings her more joy than sharing her creations. The Drunken Cookie as a flagship was named is where our guest blends her love for baking with the chaos that is her life. It's a wild ride through the realm of flavors where unique combinations are discovered that'll make your taste buds dance. Oh, yes, and if you've ever seen me dance, you know that's dangerous. As the brains and baker behind the Drunken Cookie, our guest is all about crafting extraordinary and unconventional treats that'll leave you begging for more, but there's way more to the story than just mouth-watering cookies, including a personal journey of recovery, as the drunken cookie was born in the midst of active addiction. Active recovery and embracing a healthier lifestyle is all cornerstone now to the incredible journey, and I, for one, am certainly here for it. A tribute to triumphing over challenges and savoring the sweetness of personal growth each cookie she bakes carries with it dedication and determination to live a healthier and more fulfilling life, there's way more to the story, so let's get right down to it, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, owner and genius behind the drunken cookie in dear old Ireland, and the second Kajani to grace the course grind stage, Saifa Kajani. How are you, ma'am? Hi, I am so good. Wow, that introduction was fantastic. <laughs> I, that, that's I what like... I like to do. I like to pad it up front because it sucks from here on out, so. Um, it's, it's just a negative experience for everybody. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. Um, so thank you so much for finding time in what I know is your busy schedule. Um, and we're going to talk about that one new hobby we were talking about off mic. But for folks new to the program, folks with terrible short-term memories like yours truly, starters, mains, and afters, starters, we talk about the backstory, the origin story, if you will, of the guest in question, mains, we talk about where they're at, what they're doing, and why they're doing it. And finally, afters, a little bit more irreverent, a little bit more off the cuff, but no one's been seriously bodily injured in 201 episodes, so I don't see it happening today. So without further ado, Saifa, tell me about where and what you grew up eating. Jeez, I grew up eating everything, everything and anything. Um, so mom's Indian, dad's Pakistani, and then I grew up in Ireland, so... I ate spicy food, I ate not spicy food, I ate Asian food, I ate not Asian food, um, but always eating. I was a pretty chubby kid, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but like every cuisine under the sun, I was never a picky eater. I was always trying new things, 100% obsessed with food from day one. Like That's marvelous. That's marvelous. So, I mean, I think it's safe to say here that we don't have a picky eater. We Historically, we didn't have a picky eater on our hands. You were a pretty go-for-everything kid. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And, you know, when you think back and you've got this wonderful, um, wonderful array of what I'm sure are culturally driven flavors, uh, between Indian cuisine, Pakistani cuisine, and, and being in Ireland, and I know, you know, Ireland wasn't always noted for their food, but now there's a culinary, like, infusion of talent across the board. Um, you know, thinking back to childhood, you know, all, all the way up to present day, today, if you want, 
Um, what are some dishes that really talk to your heart, that really touch your heart? Maybe even bring a pang of like a childhood memory, like, you know, you used to have it and you don't anymore. What are some of those? I think what really is like my go-to meal, and it's, I just love it so much, mm. is just a roast dinner. Mm. And like, I, I find it's kind of, it's different, it's complex, right? Because my family obviously having a roast dinner for them was just like what the hell is going on mm -hmm. but they like implemented it kind of growing up like we'd have like a roast chicken or a roast beef with the potatoes and the veggies and it was just phenomenal yeah. but it was only on occasion that we do it because that was such a big thing mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. my parents would make something like that so it wasn't like an every sunday kind of thing the way it is in ireland for most irish households mm -hmm. so i um whenever as like an adult now whenever i have the chance to have a roast mm -hmm. like i'll even go out for a roast dinner mm -hmm. it is like it makes me feel so good because there's just such a sense of comfort around it it's so hearty and it's just basic flavors but when it's done well it's fantastic mm -hmm. it just warms my tummy and my soul yeah i mean that's that's like the epitome of comfort food right that's that's the yeah. absolute epitome and that's awesome. Um, you know, and uh, again, that, that kind of, I think that speaks to the American version of what you would consider like the traditional Sunday dinner, right? You know, everyone's sitting down, yeah. everyone's around. And, you know, d does it speak to a certain social element of it then? I guess, I guess uh, for me, and that kind of ties into like the addiction side, that roast dinners are usually served in pubs in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And, it used to always be like my ritual that I go to a pub on a Sunday, I'd get a pint and I'd have a roast dinner and like, you know, it'd be with like friends and family or like it was a whole thing. Sure. But it was the meal that was like the huge, the like yeah. go-to yeah, part the, of it. Like that, that, that centerpiece that, that, that yeah. brought it all together. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, roast dinner, that, that, that soul warming goodness, um, but but you make the transition then to this cookie spot, and I want to talk about that. But but obviously was was cooking or baking specifically something you always kind of had in the back of your mind? Did you like hang around that growing up, and that's what kind of spurred it forward? So I loved home economics in school because of like the baking and cooking modules in it. Mm -hmm. Um. I just felt I was obsessed with it. And then in Ireland, we have transition year, which is basically like a year of dossing around doing mm -hmm. not that much. Mm -hmm. and I had work experience and I did work experience in a restaurant and I hated it. I hated it so much. There was like, it was so high pressure and not like enjoyable at all. Mm -hmm. So I said, this, like I'm yeah. not, I'm, I, I'd never want to be a chef. Um, but then I just kind of realized I really like baking. I love food, but I prefer baking um, and like taking my time and enjoying the process and it being quite specific as opposed to cooking where you just throw everything into a bowl and add a bit of this, add a bit of that. Like I liked the finesse that came with baking um, and I have a sweet tooth. Nah. So then in college, <laughs> I did um, food and business mm -hmm. and I was working as a pastry chef throughout my degree then um so i've always worked very closely to food i love it i love it and and that that detail you speak to that admittedly is the reason why i struggle with baking i i'm definitely more of a savory uh human and it's because of the total imperfection of it right you know mm. you, can, you can play with it 
and you can nudge it in a direction and you can have it be not just so, but still, you know, pretty spot on. Baking is literally to the like micro gram, like just crazy. Mm. And I appreciate living hell out of anyone who can do it. So when, when was the moment then? Let's, let's, let's talk drunken cookie. Let's talk this beautiful and the site's amazing people. If you want to check it out, the drunken cookie.ie. Um, it is visually stunning. Um, as, as a web designer on the side, you know, I, I take notice of such things, but it's visually stunning. The product is stunning, but, but the question becomes how, how the hell did you figure out to go in that direction? What, what was the, the lightning strike moment? So I, I was working in marketing before. So I finished my, um, my master's in, in business mm-hmm. and I, I was like, okay, well, I'm never going to be a chef and I kind of just need to put this degree to use. So I was like, right, I need to get my nine to five and start working towards that kind of, you know, adult life than my big girl job. (laughs) So I, it was in the middle of the pandemic and I actually, a friend of a friend or whatever got me into this, this marketing role. And that was actually in a wine company. And I was like, boozing a lot to be honest like at the time I was saying that like oh like I have to drink because it's the wine tasting and uh, blah 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 and mm-hmm. I at that time then broke up with my ex-boyfriend of eight years mm. and Ooh. I was drinking more then sure. I was drinking a lot more um and then because I was kind of upset with everything, um, and I have borderline personality disorder, so I don't take breakups very well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I had gone up in my antidepressants and then going up on medication along yeah. with copious amounts of alcohol, um, is not good for the soul. Yeah. Um, so I ended up then losing my job because I was just, a disgrace in work and um, I was coming in hungover I was coming in in tears like I would leave the office to like for hours because I was just like depressed and couldn't couldn't function like um so then I was let go and I was like Jesus I've really lost a lot here um the, the relationship and uh, my like relationships with friends and family as well full stop was just chaotic and um Mental health was just at an all-time low, and I had, like, a serious mental breakdown, um, which led me to hospital, mm-hmm. and I then was talking to my brother, and he was like, "Say, Ifa, you have to have something to live for, and I was, like, delusional at this stage, because mm-hmm. this had, this had been going on, going on for, like, about two months of just, like, severe darkness, like, what the hell am I doing with my life, kind of buzz, mm-hmm. and he was like, you have to live for something. And I said, I've always wanted to own a cafe since I was a child. And mm-hmm. he was like, so why don't you work towards that? Mm-hmm. I said, how on earth is he expecting me to just open a cafe? And he was like, just start somewhere. Yeah. So I was just thinking about like, oh, I'll just like, I don't know, do something then. I was so delusional. Like I had just like let go and let God. So I was just like in this like weird space of living in a dream of mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna go over to london for like two days mm-hmm. and i'm gonna eat loads of cookies and that's maybe i'll bring something back who knows okay so i went to london i ate cookies for two days i ate so many cookies ridiculous <laughs> amounts of cookies and i came back to dublin and i was and obviously i have the culinary experience behind me so i 
took all on board what those companies had and along with my own kind of experience Mm -hmm. I made a cookie and there was trial and errors and then I invited like 15 people over to come over and try these cookies Mm -hmm. and everyone was like yeah cool like sign me up free cookies 100% like two people showed up on the day and then it hit me again and I was like what on earth am I doing Mm -hmm. like am I just trying to set up like a cookie show here? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. get a grip safe and grow up. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to keep going with this. And then I just set up an Instagram page called the drunken cookie because I am the drunken cookie. I am the drunk. Do you know what I mean? I, I was always known for like this work hard, play hard attitude. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then I just started doing home deliveries because I got a few orders the minute that I set it up. And then I, word of mouth, it just got busier and busier and people I didn't know were making orders. And then the drunken cookie was really born. That is, that is, uh, for, first of all, let, let me backtrack just a, a, a couple of huge steps. One, as an advocate of mental and behavioral health myself, um, I applaud and thank you for sharing your story because a lot of people like to hide behind a facade and not share the imperfections that we all have in one way, shape, or form. And so kudos to you for sure. Now, the, the, the feel-good side of that is that you literally went from the bottom to what it feels like to the top now. Like, I, and I don't think that's, I don't think that's an overstatement or an overreach in any way, shape, or form. You know, I go on Insta. I see, you know, stuff about the drunken cookie. I go out to your site. Your site's amazing. And, and they, they look incredible. So to create that out of, of a very dark place, good on you. Like, bravo. Seriously. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. It, it's crazy though, because I remember going to people at the beginning of the company, um, like asking like entrepreneurs, small Irish entrepreneurs, business owners, like try these, um, and, you know, they were like, oh, but what makes this different? And I was like, it's different. Trust me, because mm-hmm. if you look at the branding of the Drunken Cookie, the Drunken Cookie is not out there brand. So we have cookies names mm-hmm. that are not your regular milk chocolate chip cookie. Right, like, right. I have monthly boxes <laughs> that change every month. So we do different flavors, different doughs, different stuffings, different toppings. Mm-hmm. And they're all very relevant to my life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like we'll have like a pecan pie cookie and that one's called a anxiety pie. Um, and then there was one we had like stuffed with a bounty and then coconut line on the top. And mm-hmm. that's a line you can't say no to. And this is all so relevant Mm -hmm. to just my experiences and people love that raw honesty and it's not that like we're so pc like this is my life this is my business and i'm going to portray that in what i am preparing and people love to taste that in the product yeah and i I, that was going to be one of the things i pointed out so again folks if you go out to drunkcookie.ie and check out the site I felt, and I wasn't sure, you know, I, I wasn't sure if I was correct or not, but I started looking at the different types of cookies and whatnot, and it really does seem to be inspired. It's, I, I don't want to say edgy cookie, like that sounds so dumb, but, but, but is it? But is it? Is it accurate? Because I feel like 
there is an edge to what you're creating. And uh-huh. it is, it's this beautiful imperfection. And I, you know, I, I've always said the way I record a podcast, the way I do a live event, like I love imperfection. I love organic. I love rough edges. I, I, I adore that. And when I looked uh-huh. at the cookies and I looked at the, just the structure and the texture and all of this, I went, holy shit. Now that I know what I know even more about your story, like these are a representation of you. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like, and it's beautiful imperfection is honestly, that's made me really emotional because uh, like people see it from the outside and they just see like cookie names and they're like, this girl's crazy. But it's like, there is so much to it. So much to it. And it's just such a, such a big part of my life now. And I, I wouldn't change it for the world. I had so many people like when I started off, like, oh, you can't own a business like there's only so far you can get once you name cookies certain things and you like even the heading the drunken cookie like Mm -hmm. you're immediately um stunting your market and all the rest and i said i don't give a bollocks like i I, I was like this is me okay you and i are clearly cut from some similar cloth because that's been, you know, two, this is episode 202. People have always, like, people have always borderline needled me. Like, why are you using punk rock imagery? Why aren't you trying to make money? Why aren't you trying to do this? And uh, to you, and I'll borrow bollocks. I, I, that's exactly what I said. Like, I don't, I really don't give a shit. I, I had a TV crew here the one day doing an interview with me, and they asked, you know, oh, well, where do you get revenue from? I said, what's that? I don't care. This is art. This is, we, we focus in mental health on projection being a bad thing right we, that we project on others and then we get mad and what but projection can be positive i think and projection is you know taking my imperfections putting it on a podcast you taking yours putting it on these beautiful cookies you know there's a positive way to go about it and i i just i i adore the project front to back the more like the more i'm coming into it you know i, I knew about it and i looked at it a little bit but then you know that kind of went to the side but now prepping for the episode like I looked and I'm like, these are these are stunning. That that's the other thing too. They're visually stunning. And they're just... so over the top. Mm-hmm. And it, it and I'm over the top. <laughs> you know what I mean? Projection. It's really out there. Projection at its finest. So you know, looking at these, so I I've, I've gotta ask you, you know, kind of in line with how the show typically goes about like, you know, greatest greatest success and biggest failure cookie wise there's got to be one that holds the title of all-time champ and there's got to be one that you hope never crawls out from under the bed again so do you, do you know what you pick for each of those i know for our greatest success for sure uh we had this was like i'd say like mm, uh, i'd say less than a year ago we had a White chocolate chip cookie with rainbow sprinkles with vanilla icing dashed on top, like splashed on top. Mm-hmm. Um, so visually, picture it how you want, but we call that one a cum slut. <laughs> oh my and it god, it was a winner! That might everyone be... loved it. Oh my god, that's amazing! That is. <laughs> But, uh, but this is this is the thing, right? You're never gonna have, you know, a, a a commercial, you know, chain ever embrace. Ooh, a controversial name. How much fun is it to just not truly give a fuck? 
when it comes this to this. This is this. This is it. And the people see that. I that, know. okay, she, like, she's, she's a bit wild, but the product is good, like. And it's just, like, it just... It just makes so much more sense. Like, what else are you going to call a rainbow sprinkle cookie, like, with vanilla icing? Yeah. Boo, like, Yawn. who's I've buying had that? that? Like, I've had that ten times over, but what I haven't had is this dirty girl of a cookie. Like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. but here's the thing. I'm not going to let you out of naming the biggest flop, because I know you know one. You might even know two. I, d- I don't... I, nothing in, in line with the public has been has been like a no-go however for me i remember naming one cookie (laughs) don't text your ex happy christmas (laughs) and that christmas i texted my ex happy christmas all right so so by default i think that gets the title i think that has to own it that totally has to own it um now now i i gotta ask you because i know obviously with a marketing background being so like so into it so tuned in so smart on it um, you know, the cookie industry and, you know, truly like as, as I was prepping up for this, I started thinking, I'm like, well, damn, you know, this seems like, like this craft niche, but really, if you think about it, you know, how many craft cookie makers like yourself, like famous Amos is a prime name, right? Famous Amos used to be, I believe this, uh, this old uh, gentleman of color who, um, crafted them, I want to say in a garage, maybe. And mm-hmm. now it's one of the most distributed cookie lines. Like, you know, so there's always that chance to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously with marketing, with that knowledge, you, you, you know, this industry, what is, what, what is like the next big thing coming down the line in, in cookies? Maybe, maybe even, dare I say baking, maybe generalize it more, you know, for, for culinary, it's been things like farm to table and stuff like that. Are there trends in? The cookie industry, and if so, like, what are some of the ones we as the public should look for? Honestly, with I within baking, that is just too broad for mm-hmm. the me to answer. I mm-hmm. could not tell you, um, but I do. I am afraid that everything comes as a trend, right? So donuts. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the states, but the donuts were huge in Ireland, mm-hmm. huge, mm-hmm. and now there are shops closing mm-hmm. um, and franchises closing left right and center their doors are are shutting mm-hmm. now i just got the cookies at that forefront just before they got really big mm-hmm. um and so now the drunken cookie i feel is known as a cookie company that that oh they go they go to us for their cookies mm-hmm. um and i think what competitors are trying to do is to kind of do what we're doing that they add they add the biscoff, then they add the kinder, and then they add the blah, 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 just mm-hmm. to make it better than your average cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what comes after that, I really feel, and I hate to say this, is the crash of, like mm-hmm. Donuts did. Mm-hmm. You get you get over, you get the, the top of the bell curve, and then you come back down again. Yeah, and I feel like where we kind of have that advantage is that we don't just do an Nutella cookie year-round. Right. Like, it changes every month, so... We kind of like, before people get bored, we come out with something new. Familiarity so, isn't breeding contempt in your brand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, what's next to come? I have no idea. I know like people are loving like the whole cookie sandwich thing, mm-hmm. but I think that's just like a whole other thing then. And yeah. that's like, that's crazy. A cookie and ice cream. Like, 
that's a that's a big day out. Do you know what I mean? That I is. want to have that products that you can have any day of the week for sure, or or a or a late night and regretting yeah. it. Um, so <laughs> so you know, industry trends aside, you know, talk to me about not just a drunken cookie, but Saifa career wise, like well, like like what's next? You're you're clearly chugging along. You're clearly doing big things. You cl- you you took up stand up comedy. Like as part of it, which is amazing. What's what's up and coming for you? Tell us. So basically, I had to like hire a, a manager for the drunken cookie back in January because I I went into treatment for my addictions, mm-hmm. and this allowed me to have a lot of free time. So the drunken cookie is rolling itself. Um, and this has given me, and I, I, I'm so grateful that I'm in this position to not only focus on my recovery, but who I am and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So of course the drunken cookie is like at the forefront, mm-hmm. but, um, for me, I like that. I got to do things that I never got to do in active addiction, which would be try stand up comedy. Um, I'm trying to figure out who I am and what mm-hmm. I want, um, for my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking up loads of like extra extracurricular things um to see what I like mm-hmm. and once I'm kind of more content in my own skin I'm going to start working towards like making the drunken cookie the next Krispy Kreme mm-hmm. of Ireland and maybe even broader down the line in my lifetime I love it. but that's where I really want to be at but right now I'm focused on my recovery and doing things that Saifa enjoys because Saifa doesn't really know who she is outside of being a big sesh monster and a big workaholic so that's 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 me at the moment well i'll tell you what this this podcast host is a massive massive fan so count me in your numbers um (laughs) just just a a, a miraculous amazing story and 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 what a goal and i'll say krispy kreme watch your shit man she's coming for you (laughs) she's coming for you and by the way krispy kreme you're overrated um (laughs) you're overrated i said it i said it i don't I, i don't care for him there there i said it However, I, I, I could definitely do some damage with Drunken Cookie. So the amazing future, amazing journey. Um, you know, I'm certainly here for all of it. I want to turn now into the afters, the little bit more irreverent questions, a little bit more off the cuff. Again, no serious bodily injury that we've ever been, uh, litigated over. Um, but you know, who knows? The first time could happen. So you and I are baking together. Mm-hmm. You have control of the playlist. What are we listening to? Drake. Nice. 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 I I mean, that was, there was no hesitation there. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, definitely. We're just definitely, Drake would be the passionate from miles away. You know, I fuck with it. That's, and and that's, that's such, that's such a big vibe too, right? It's just like, (laughs) all right, no hype. You know, for me, it's usually like, you know, Beastie Boys or Slayer or Pantera or something. But that's when I'm like breaking down you know, 10 pounds of ribs or something like that. And it's a knife in the middle. Baking, I feel, is much more cultured. So Drake Drake it is, and I would definitely go with it for sure. Um, You're going to be stranded on a deserted island, um, and you can only take three foods or food-type items with you, inexhaustible supply, but only three things can you bring to that island. What would they be? Ooh. Hmm. Uh... Foods, foods. Mm-hmm. Okay, so liquids not counted. No, 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 they don't have to be. Okay, so something sweet. Mm-hmm. 
wait, so is it, <laughs> I'm getting technical, <laughs> like to survive or things I just like? Yes. How about that? Yes. <laughs> a little bit of both. Yes. <laughs> okay. I would say I would take, um, I would take an inexhaustible amount of fruit salad. Is Love. that too diverse? No, that's that's cool. Fruit salad's one. And then uh I'd say salmon. Sa- oh, I love it. Okay. Just a good like protein and fat combination. Yeah. And then I got my carbs. For Happy sure. days. For sure. And they're both delicious. Yeah, 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 yeah. So fruit salad, salmon, what's your third? Uh I'm gonna go with liquid, even though you told me not to, but uh Coke Zero. Oh, I love that. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Represent the Coke Zero. Yes. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Pepsi is dead to me. Um, strong choice. I, that definitely, definitely strong. Um, so the inspiration for this podcast came from, uh, a famous photographer, Melanie Denea, who did two books, My Last Supper and The Next Course. Um, in it, very formulaic interview, very much predictable questions, but different answers all the same. And her books all centered around the last meal of famous chefs. You know, what would your last meal be? And so, Saif, I ask you, what would your last, your ideal last supper be? Um, who, who's there? What's playing? What are you eating? Go. My last supper would be, for starters, mm-hmm. it would be um, some form of chicken wing. Love it. I know, so basic, but no, 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 no. See, I, I, man, when people get upset about that, I just started lollipopping chicken wings, and it's I'm here for it like twenty four seven. It's literally the best ever. Yeah, chicken wings are bomb. Um, chicken wings to stars. Um, buffalo, of course. Main would be roast dinner, hundred percent. And to finish would be um. A sticky toffee pudding, uh, ice cream, and then a glass of milk. And if I, if I could, if I could, you know, if the world was ending, I'd 100% relapse and I'd be guzzling Prosecco like there's no tomorrow. Who would be there? Uh, my whole family, um, and the fella and my cats. And yeah, that's it. I'd actually keep it quite small, cozy, comfy. That's who all I'd want to be with. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's that's fantastic. Painted the picture. I knew I had the sneaking suspicion that the roast dinner was going to make an appearance there. I just <laughs> I just knew. I just knew. Um, Say for mm. final question, the simplest and yet the most complex. What is food to you in a single word? Comfort. I love it. No hesitation at all. No flinching. Nothing. Comfort. No, straight to the point. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And, and think about how true that is for you. And I think that's a, that's a beautiful wrap point for our time together because look what, you, look what you made from food from that darkness. And you, yeah. your story is inspiring. And I truly want to take a moment myself and just say, like, you know, I do this a lot, but damn, you really gave me pause today and appreciation for times, even though they be dark. So I really appreciate it. What a, what a credit to the industry. What a credit to humanity you are. Thank you so much for hanging out Thanks with us so today. Much, absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, if you want to find Saifa Kajani, you can find her on the, on the, uh, Insta. You can find her at thedrunkencookie.ie. Um, any other spots I'm missing? The, 
We do Twitter as well, DrunkenCookie97. DrunkenCookie97 on Twitter. Oh, sorry, X. I forgot Elon Musk has an identity crisis. Um, <laughs> you, you're picking up on that, Elon. I'm sure you're listening. So check her out. Again, amazing stuff. Get the subscription box. Uh, please, please do it because, you know, I can't be the only one over here sweating and eating cookies myself. So, again, say uh, what an absolute honor. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 202 of the Course Grind Podcast with me, the fantastically talented and amazing Saifa Kajani of The Drunken Cookie, thedrunkencookie.ie. Check her out. Our producer, as always, has been the lovely, voluptuous Johnny Leland Robinson, a.k.a. the Reverend Johnny Lamoria. Be sure to check out all his alt things happening in the 18431. Next episode, we're not even going to bring it back to the States. We're going to go about halfway around the world. Who's it going to be? You're going to have to tune in and listen. Stay tuned.